Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Good morning from the great state of Oregon. It is happy Wednesday, February 22, 2023. Uh, This is the day that the Lord has made, so we will rejoice and be glad in it. So great show today. We have Kat coming on. Uh, with questions about heaven and other other questions. Quick a couple of announcements before we bring Kat on. Um, many of you heard us announce, I think it was yesterday, that we ha- we're going to have Laura uh, Trump on. We're also going to have Laura Logan on, coming on, but Laura Trump is coming on. Uh, and uh, today we learned that we're going to have Devin Nunes come on in the program. So we're excited and happy and jazzed and all that stuff. So we have some of the greatest patriots known to man, honestly, that are coming on Elijah's dreams, and we're very, very happy about that. Uh, before we get into um, too much, let's go ahead and run a spot reminding you of the of the great fresh water wells that you all are digging. So here we go with that. We are celebrating. Why? Because thousands of people cannot access clean water, and thousands have given their lives to Jesus because of the clean water wells that have been drilled. You are truly saving lives. You have no idea the peace of mind that you have brought to the mothers in these villages. Now, their young daughters don't have to travel alone for miles and miles to collect water. Instead, they can focus on school and family. Everyone is rejoicing and giving thanks. May God bless you all. Come with me as we go visit one of the mothers that you have impacted. Hello. I'm here with Pegson's family. Pegson is a mother of eight and she lives with some of her grandchildren. Before the new water wells were drilled in this community, they would walk two hours to the old water source to collect water. It was very hard for them. But now everything has changed because they now have a new water source. Because of you, the water source is just two minutes away from their home. Stories have changed. Thank you for being a blessing. May God bless you. We would like to say thank you. You all are so very, very, very generous. And I thank you, thank you, thank you. And I know the Lord does uh, far more than I do or we do. Uh, the This these wells are changing people's lives. And I mean, literally, uh, amazingly changing people's lives. So uh, here's the information of how you can give online. We sometimes put that on there. So, uh, okay, quick couple of other announcements before we bring Kat on. Uh, Tomorrow we will premiere another episode of American Warriors. This is produced by Warren Schultz, myself, the Schultz brothers, if you will. And uh, we're telling the stories of Many, many of those from World War II especially are, are dying off many a day. And, of course, some of you have heard this stat that those who are in the military, 20, it's like 22 suicides a day. So many people um, who have served are so wounded. And so we want to tell their stories, which is cathartic for them and helpful for us to know what kind of um, sacrifice those have made for us. So American Warriors tomorrow, and I did want to remind everyone, 
I think this is the official first day of the movie uh, regarding Chuck Pierce's, not Chuck Pierce, Chuck Smith's life. It's called um, uh, Jesus Revolution. It's Chuck uh, Smith, Lonnie Frisbee, and, and the Jesus movement that happened that began with those two. Um, Kelsey Grammer stars in that. That's the main one. And uh, I think the guy that plays Jesus in The Chosen, I'm trying to remember if he plays Lonnie Frisbee. Someone can type that in for me. But I think he may be the one that plays Lonnie Frisbee um, in the movie. So it's really, if you can put it that way, it's it's an all-star cast uh, starting today called The Jesus Revolution. Jonathan Rumi, R-O-U-M-I-E. And yes, he's the one that plays uh, Jesus. Such a good actor. So uh, please don't miss that. I, I intend to go and see that. That was a life-changing, era-changing. Um, it was it began a new era in the, in the U.S. of the, what we call the Jesus movement amidst the hippie movement, if you will, and all of that. So don't miss the Jesus revolution. All right, time to bring in Kat Kerr. So here is Wednesdays with Kat and Steve. Here we go. Kat, we missed you. We missed you. We missed you. Hey, hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I hope you're doing well. I know you have a, a one kind of big announcement. If maybe people would consider it a very big announcement. There's a change in the wind. So tell people about what we're changing up. Uh, right now, I want, wanted you to put it in your words, and then I'll fill in the blanks if there's anything else to the fill in. The change up for Israel or the change up for the scheduling? Either Which way. Both, both announcements, Kat. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, we're going to do a, a slight scheduling change. Uh, as you all know, I finally got to move, which took almost a year. Yeah, uh, just wow. to get our offices packed up. They were put in storage. Um, because if you didn't know, we were living in our home and that was our offices, which was a major, major thing. It was for several years, I don't know, six, seven, eight years that we didn't actually have a home. We lived in our offices. Wow. And that meant all the equipment, you know, all of the staff, I mean, all of the scheduling, all of the things going on. Besides my studio being there, we actually had our real offices there uh, until finally... We got everything separated. I think we had been there for 17 years. It's a long time to be in a place. It was a wonderful place. God's presence was so powerful. There's open portals in that place, you know, where God would come visit me. Jesus would come and visit me. Uh, they would catch me up, take me on trips to heaven in that place. And uh, I loved it. I loved being there. And then it was turned to the offices, and it became more and more difficult to try to manage our personal lives. You know, we didn't have a private life anymore, which no, no, was okay. No. When you're one of 15 people, you kind of get used to that. Yeah. So It was hard. We really didn't have any place in the entire um, place we couldn't call that was our own. And I want you to know, that was God's plan. One morning, he woke us up, each of us. My mom was with us, Jen does. Um, we have a friend who's going to be doing music for us. He's there. And my husband and my, uh, myself are there. And we woke up and separately, he told us, God the Father said, you will now turn your bedroom, not your bedroom, your office into, um, no, sorry, your, I was right the first time I was here. You will turn your bedrooms into your offices. So you will have proper 
office space. Wow. And he didn't hesitate at just telling me that. He told Jen that separately, my mom separately. And we all came out of our bedrooms and they, I, they said, did the father tell you uh, to turn this into your offices? And they were awesome offices. Uh, we just didn't have a bedroom. We had like sofas to sleep on and stuff like that. My, um, my professional office was there. Margaret's professional office was there. She's my CFO. And so it changed everything in our lives. And even the kitchen became the staffs. That was their break room. Yes. Uh, the formal dining room became my studio that had wings behind it, which are in storage right now. And you saw those amazing broadcasts take place. That was our formal dining room. And so we really, our formal living room was for the guardian zone and other stuff going on where the staff was there. And so we really didn't have, oh, the biggest part, the biggest change was shipping and receiving, which we actually had there. We shipped and re, uh, shipped stuff online. Uh, a lot of stuff shipped online. So our beautiful, um, what was that called, Jen? Formal living room. Not formal living room, the other one, the big room. The big, big room in your home that has a fireplace. So the great room, we call it the, the great, great room. room. Yeah. Yeah, it was great, all right. <laughs> <laughs> It was a great room and uh, we even had to have construction being done on some of those rooms just to adjust that we could do the uh, activities we needed to do in there. So our great room, which we really love, became a wonderful shipping and receiving. So many products were stored there. They were created there. That was also our place where we did a lot of the creativity for, for things that we wanted to offer. And people go, well, why do you sell stuff? I'm a company. I'm a corporation, a Florida corporation. And the father said, I'm going to send you as a Florida corporation. If you remember, he sent his son as a carpenter. Do you remember that? Oh, and that's yeah. not the only one he sent to be a part of business. He wanted me to be a part of business. He said, your job is to rebuild heaven to earth and create heaven on earth. And we did a really good job of that. And wow. so uh, all of that stuff took place in the years following that until finally, God informed us that he was going to put us inside of a gate and move us into a gated community because of the activities that would be going on there. He needed us there. And that started our search. We finally found the place we wanted. And, um, and so we've had to pack the office up. We think we have found our office, which we're really excited about that. We can't publicly, officially, I'll say publicly, I'm doing yeah. it publicly. <laughs> I love, I love live broadcasts, by the way. Yeah. So are sort of publicly not publicly and now <laughs> we have found our office space it's a two-story building it's going to be so amazing so much room for everything and we will have a home that is nothing but our home so good so and we're good. Really happy about it. so all that finally took place it took months and months and months the staff you know finally came the day when they had to pack all of the business stuff all the office stuff had to be shipped over to the storages and uh, they've been waiting this time, this amount of time. I don't know how long it's been, Carolyn. Do you know uh, how many? Yeah, two months we've had it all emptied out. And they can't wait to get back to work. So I can tell you, they love us. They love all the activity going on. And so that finally is being settled. But now that we have the offices, we have so many new programs, plans, products. And I'm going to have to give a little bit more time than I normally have, at least to set it up. Yeah. So this takes us to uh, the other part of the the release, the, the release. 
is that we're going to start in March doing two, uh, just two, I think, two a month. And I'm not saying that's forever. It's not going to be forever. Two shows yeah. on Elijah's streams a month instead of four is what you're saying. Yeah, instead of four, instead of four, we're going to be doing two because I'm going to have to commit a lot of time to the office area. But we're also, we moved, we've moved into a, a, a rental place inside the gates of this amazing place because our place isn't done. So that means I still have to uh, readapt and remove all of the stuff and most of the stuff into this other place we have uh, that's going to be opening here. It's just a lot of work for me, yeah. a lot of drawing, sketching. Uh, I do design stuff and we do design a lot of stuff. So until further notice, we'll be doing the first and the third. I believe that is right. Correct, Steve. Uh, yeah. Broadcast for Elijah, yeah. Elijah Streams. And, uh, and then once we get close to having all that done, I will re-announce when we're going to start back up again because it's not going to be forever. But it will bless my heart and our staff to be able to get things set up in order. We feel like we're going to be probably in just a couple weeks, be able to go in and start doing all this stuff uh, to repair the offices. And, you know, I, I, I did that. We actually did that twice with the previous business that started in our garage. Yeah. And and I, I especially uh, <laughs> when you said the kitchen was the break room. So when everyone was ready for lunch, they would adjourn to our kitchen and have their That's break. Right. And and then um, I think the 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 coup de gras, the the one that hit me the hardest was, or hit Doreen the hardest. Is she's her one place of uh, privacy was the master bedroom, which is down yeah. the hall, and yeah. someone. Someone went walking down the hall, said, Doreen, Doreen, you have a call. And it was like, that was like, from that point on, we got, we started looking for an office because there was no place in the house that you could. And then we did it, did it again when we moved here 23 yeah. years ago and started the Elijah list. Uh, it yeah. started all over again. So anyway, well, there's another uh, change that you're ready to announce. So let's talk yeah. about that uh, regarding okay. Israel. Yeah. One good thing, though, is in between this change that we're talking about scheduling, Jen and I will start doing podcasts. We're going good. to do podcasts again. They're very simple. They're very easy. We don't have to have anything set up. You know, that's only audio. And now that we actually, this this place that I'm in right now, this the studio now, is actually in our new uh, temporary place. So we will be doing podcasts from here. So it's not like you won't hear any more from us at all. Yeah. Uh, and randomly, probably whenever I feel like it, I'll tell Jen, you know, crank it up. We're going to do something. So, but but because we have to plan the, yeah. the, the Elijah streams, we have to plan those. They've got such a great team, powerful team. Um, the other change that's going to take place is, I hope you're ready for this. You know, God never, never stops surprising even me yeah. sometimes is the Elijah Streams Israel trip, which by the way, I hope you get to go. It'll be life-changing. It was powerful to feel the presence of God, to see the places that Jesus lived in, walked in, you know, delivered messages in. It, it was so powerful and I loved it. And uh, I will not be going on that trip. I'm just letting you know. Okay, about eight or nine months ago, I actually overextended uh, that's just something my daughters who are all in dance, we all have like double jointed everything. I had overextended myself. That was my fault. And therefore I injured myself. Nobody injured me. 
and I'm recovering greatly from that. It's not like anything I have to have surgery or anything from. But I'm just thinking it might be a little bit much. I decided, okay? Yeah. I did. God yeah. did not tell me not to go. And all y'all are going to say, well, he's probably going to say something. Well, he didn't say something to me because I think he really wants the one to go who's actually going to be going. That will be Robin and Lady Bullock. And yeah. Tell you what, they are dear friends of mine, powerful men and women of God. Uh, I, in a way, I will. I want to go because they will be going. Well, and you know what, Cat? What 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 people don't know is that about three months ago ish, yeah. Robin Bullock contacted me and said, "I'd like to go with with Lady Robin to Israel on the yeah. Cat culture. And I said, "Really?" And oh, we yeah. didn't announce it publicly because we were full. So he was yeah. already booked. And when you announced to me that you that you weren't going to be able to go or choose not to, however we say that, I yeah. thought, well, Robin would be a good replacement. And I kind of hinted it to him. And then you came up separately and said, I'd like Robin to take my place. And it was a yeah. perfect match made in heaven. So we're not, not only is Robin going to do all the things that you did, yeah. but we'll have a couple of concert nights too where he will play in worship wow, awesome. so so people won't miss out on anything uh, people love robin like they love you and, it, I, and I can see now in the how god orchestrated it one step at a time when we didn't know so i can see that and i'm telling you people it'll be one of the most unusual trips you ever have a powerful trip you probably ever take and i told steve if I am, I mean, I'm strong enough to do a lot of this stuff, but I, yeah. because I have to do this other stuff, I have to get this other yeah. stuff done. Uh, I told him, I said, I might show up anyway. But yeah, if I show up in Israel, it will be to enjoy everything else you'll be enjoying. And uh, the concerts, the things that Robin has to say in the spirit about Israel will be very powerful. So I really want to encourage you all to take advantage of this. And this was definitely something that God had designed. I know that I'll be going back to Israel myself. Yes. I love that country. I am Jewish. That's what I tell people. And so it gave me a great connection to there. So I don't want you to think, oh, well, I'm just not going to go. No, I think you'll miss so much if you don't. Yeah. Kat, we're really, really, really going to miss you. Uh, but it yeah. was fascinating to me that you selected Robin and we selected Robin at the same <laughs> time. So we know it's God. Uh, that, it is so you know, God. That, and they have become very, very close friends of mine and Bing's. And uh, they really do know the Father's heart. And if you've not ever uh, been to one of his meetings or heard one of his concerts, you really are in for a delightful surprise, a powerful surprise. Totally. So I really would like want to encourage you. Father, I just pray right now, God, yes, that this Lord. is going to all fill up in an orderly manner, God. And those who really had a heart to go and couldn't, that those doors will be there if they yes. act quickly, that they will get to be a part of this God, a life-changing experience to go to the Holy Land, to see the tomb of Christ, you know, to be on the, the Sea of Galilee, you know, uh, where, where Peter, where they fished God, and all the Holy. other places, the upper room, by the yes. way, still has a fiery portal that the wow. Holy Spirit came through. It's still there. That's why I went I want they they want me to see all the spiritual places that were still open or that were open because of the things that happened. I even know we're in the garden, you know, we're in the garden where Christ knelt. It's such really? a 
You know where, you know where in the garden? Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Yeah. Did you say? Wow. Yeah, yeah. And so you don't want to miss these places. I I love being there. I love seeing the things that were there uh, left marked for God or marked by God. And so I just want to encourage you all to believe to go, to believe to go. And like I said, I may show up. But if I do, it will be to enjoy the concert and all the other things that they're going to have for you. The only thing I can let you know is I was a picky eater. I said, no, let's just change that Holy Spirit. I am a picky eater. <laughs> and so there wasn't a whole lot, you know, because if you're, you are in the Middle East. Yeah. You know, if, you like, if you like Middle Eastern food, you're going to love it all. I found one thing that I would eat on our tour. You would get up, you get on the buses. The buses take you everywhere. Uh, wonderful places to visit, wonderful vendors. You get to go to the quarter where the Orthodox Jews live. It's just a beautiful thing to do. I found out that I like the schnitzel. I did too, Kat. I, didn't know I what did too. Was. It's like a uh, it's a cooked chicken patty. Is that right? That's what it is. Uh, and sometimes they put it on the stick, but they put a made it into a big sandwich. And I probably was a little bit hard on the drivers who had to go prepare all that because I didn't want any of the special stuff they had. Just give me the chicken, you know, give me the chicken and maybe that way too. On it. <laughs> I'm totally that way. You know, Doreen is her, her tastes are more um, encompassing. She likes to try a little of this and a little of that. You know, they yeah. served us the fish at that one restaurant and, and the fish is late. The fish is laying there with his eyes looking at me. Yeah, and I don't thinking, want to see that either. <laughs> I don't want to eat that fish when it's looking at me. But other people would just right <laughs> other people would just gobble that right up. So it, it's very, very individual, but so, so, so good. So, well, we better get into the content today or we'll run out of time. Um, Kat, you had some things to share before we get into questions. So let me just turn that over to you. I did. I want to really encourage everybody out there. If you're still looking around what the world is saying about things or even what our own country is, what is happening, I want you to know that this is not the new norm. The new norm will be the glory of God, the baptism in fire, the yes. manifest of sons and daughters of God. That's what this time is for. Yeah. It's called, uh, you know, this is we're in acceleration time for God, which should make you really happy. But I just want to let you know, there is no power that the enemy has that is greater than the life of God in you, Jesus Christ who lives in you, you have power over all the power of the enemy. So I do not want you to think that you are defeated, that you are the doormat. Hell is the doormat. And I want to let you know with all the fierceness in me that God wins. You win. Wow. Yes, America will win because it belongs to God. Wow. This world is about to change forever. And these people who think they want evil and darkness will end up with nothing. So this is my encouragement to you. Wow. Never give up on God. The Son of God, Holy Spirit, they know everything that's going on, everything that's hidden, who's doing it, how it's being done, who's paying for it, and justice is coming in Jesus' name. Wow. So I hope you take that as a great encouragement for yourself. Because if you belong to Jesus Christ, he loves you. 
He died for you. He paid a price. I was yeah. taken back to him, and I saw when Christ wasted hell on the third day, melted the faces of the hierarchy of hell. The big bells and powers look like melted wax. Do you know who did that? The Son, the Son of God. That's who walks around with that power on the inside of them. They're terrified at his name, his word, his presence, his very being. So Make good. sure everything out of your mouth is what God says, what the word says. Say those words. They're filled with his power, his life, his presence, his will, his way. That's so who good. you talk to. So you good. do not belong to hell. And I can assure you, they are very terrified right now. Very terrified about what is about to happen in this country and around this world. And we will live for a very long time in the presence of the living God. And that is what will be known. That is what will be seen. God's presence. God's will. He's about to crush darkness and push it back. So run after him! So good. The one you need. Jesus Christ holds you in his hand. You know, Kat, the very first, it may not have been the first, but almost the first time I saw the anointing fall on you like you just did, and and you went to where you just went. We were on the Sea of Galilee in the boat. Do you remember that? And and yeah. and you and the anointing fell on you, and you did that. And and I thought. Wow. And then later you came back and I was asking you about it because I like to learn. And you you said to me at the same, you know, because at that time I thought, well, okay, uh, that's good for people. But I, I wasn't cynical, but I, I didn't have that much confidence in myself. And you said that you, you told me on the Sea of Galilee that the enemy is very, very afraid of you, Steve. Do you remember that? Yes, yes, I did. That was profound. And I'm thinking, wow, this is where Jesus walked, where Jesus literally sailed or boated or whatever you call it on the very waters. And, yes. and, and, and we, the Lord... kicked, we kicked the fog out. Yeah, we did, didn't we? It was so foggy, they couldn't go anywhere. They were just sitting there. So I stood up, but after I did, I evicted all the fog out of the whole place and it left. Wow. Wow. And thank goodness it did because Michael was, uh, who works for me, is on the, he's on the pre-show, he's watching right now. He was flying a drone to get some drone pictures of the boats. Yeah. There's actually two boats tied together because yeah. there's so many people. And he, thank goodness he didn't lose his drone <laughs> because he got some great shots of, of it yeah. with no fog. But anyway, so... Well, anyway, uh, Kat, we better jump into some questions. Thank you yeah. for uh, obeying the spirit and going to that place. So uh, you did say, you have said in the past, let's ask the questions for the kids first. Because, uh, you know, Jesus said, let them let the, them come to me. Uh, oh, it says, if you have questions for Kat, I'm going to be right here. Um, go to questionsforcat.com and fill out the form. So that will probably, probably be for next week unless we run out or something, but, uh, okay. So Elijah, great name. Age 11 says, wants to know, Kat, are there lightsabers in heaven? 
I'm sure there's, I do know that there's many things there that may be similar to what we have here. I don't think necessarily they're there. You know, it's not about being in Star Wars. I know the movie Star Wars, they had the lightsabers. That was something that they fought with. They fought with light. Well, yeah. you know that the hosts of heaven actually do use light to fight with when they fight against the enemy. Oh, they, they do. Okay. Yeah, they do that. They fight with the lightning power of God. They fight with light. Uh, they have uh, all different kinds of things. Um, some of them are, are made as weapons against the enemy. And so I wouldn't be surprised if there was something very similar to that in heaven. Very, very cool. Very, very cool. Uh, hey, while I'm at it on that question, um, Disney has been, who bought the whole rights to the Star Wars, they've been um, adequately accused of being woke and grooming children and all kinds of bad things. So my question to you is, and this is not on my list, because Disney went woke, you know that term, and because they've done some of this, um, is the Lord saying, don't you go to Disneyland now because they did this? Now, you don't know that question's coming. I mean, so that's my question to you right now. Well, I was actually sent there by God on divine assignment. I was sent there to post the host. Really? So there's probably been about a million hosts posted right now uh, at Disney, all over Disney. Very wow. specific places. Yeah, to carry out assignments that will be sent um for whatever is going on, I can't say I know personally stuff that's yeah. going on. I just know that was an assignment and I was actually sent during the storm. Uh, one of the last storms we had, that's where I was sent. I went anyway. Uh, we went there and posted the host uh, who came with us and left them uh, four assignments to be carried out to remove darkness from all over Orlando. Uh, and so that was a divine assignment. So that's about the only thing I can tell you because if, if you didn't know a lot of that darkness that was going on in many different places, yeah. and so I can't say I personally know people from there, but whatever God sends me to do, I'm going to do it so the, the host haven't posted there. You know, we know a non-public inter prophetic intercessor. She's both a prophet and intercessor, so we've known her for 30 years, and God sent her on an assignment. He gave her a vial of water. She filled it up blessed it, and God said, you are to take this water and go to this location at Disneyland. Yeah. At this, I don't know if they gave her a time and date or whatever. You are to go there and pour out this water at a specific spot um, at Disneyland. I thought, really? That was before I ever met you, Kat. And I thought, yeah. wow, who would have thunk, you know, that, that God would give such an assignment to a prophet to go and pour this anointed water out. No one would ever know until this moment that I'm telling you this, but isn't that's interesting to me. I would say make sure no matter where you go and you're taking your children, you do know something about that place. You yeah. do know something. Don't just randomly take kids because you think it might be a good place. Pray first, see what God says to you and, and hear what the spirit of God is saying and always take the spirit of God with you and, and send the host ahead of time. Because, you know, there are things going on. We send the host everywhere we go to pull down strongholds of the enemy, um, even if we didn't know certain things about that. So I would say it doesn't matter where it is, even someplace locally where you live. Make sure you're not just um, sending your kids to places because you think it's a good place to go. Yeah, that's good. Can I ask you to repeat something you said months ago, many months ago? Uh, I think it was a hotel. I'm not sure. 
but you knew there was a problem in there and it's not like you were staying there, but maybe you were. I don't, and, and do you remember what I'm talking about? And God told you to go and, and, and yell something. I don't want to pre, I don't want to do a spoiler. Do you know what I'm talking about? Okay. The one I'm talking about was you opened the door and you shouted. Have you got it yet? Cause I know you do this a lot. You shouted at the top of your lungs, get out. Do you remember that? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a hotel or what. You know, I do that at almost every hotel I go to. <laughs> you do. Oh, so no wonder yeah. you couldn't pull up the same. <laughs> I, I do. I do. I do. I don't care what's there. I mean, people go there. They stay there. They watch things. They open doors for things. You know, I'm not going to have anything to do with the enemy. I don't want the enemy around me. And so I make sure I evict any part of the enemy that might be present, no matter why they're there. I want to make sure they get cleaned out. And then and then it will come in the host of heaven and go in that place and leave the presence and the life of God all over in that hotel. And I encourage people do that all the time. Do it all the time. Yeah. That way things get cleaned out, cleared out, they don't belong there. And I tell people, if they go with me, they don't know what to think about anything about what I do. But I, let, <laughs> I, I will let you know, it's up to you. You, it's your life. Do you want stuff there that doesn't belong there around you? Then evict it in Jesus' name and do the same thing in your own home. I would tell people, open your own door. If you've had people over, you don't know what they've watched. You don't know what even what's taking place yeah. sometimes. Open the door of your home and say, I take power over you in the name of Jesus Christ. And I evict you. Get out in Jesus' name. And they will race out of those places, which is exactly what happened at that hotel. They raced out as fast as they could get out <laughs> before the army of heaven could come and beat them to nothing. I'm not talking about humans, people. I'm talking about spirits. Yeah. Things of darkness. Yeah. Um, what did I want to add? Here's here's what I want to ask you. Because um, people know, Kat, that you got injured with your back. And they also yeah. know that you send the host out and you tell them to get out and you do it daily. You do it in the middle of the night. Can you talk for a few minutes for people that says that say or ask, I don't understand if Kat is sending the host in that in those massive numbers, how in the world does God allow her to get injured? What would you say to that? I would say that was my that was my my thing. I forgot to send them. I know people look at me like, what? Yes, I do. Sometimes if I rush and I hurry, that's why I always take your time to make sure if you're gonna do something like that, you do it every single day. And usually when I open my eyes in the morning, that's when I would do it. Oh, but really? the few times okay. that I have been, it was my own fault that I got injured, that I was injured. You know, uh, I talked to... Jen's raising her hand going, she's telling the truth. <laughs> what happened to me a couple weeks ago? Oh, just a couple weeks ago, Jen forgot to send them somewhere. Oh, wow. It's not like it's done on purpose, but when you start something in your life that you're going to follow through with to, to make sure that your steps are ordered, not that God doesn't care, he doesn't attack you sure. on purpose or allow that to happen to you on purpose. But if you've already set that in place to happen, make sure you get it done. That's all I can say. You know, so the, none yeah. of my injuries are serious. None of them are really something that's going to hurt or hinder me from doing anything. But right. the first time actually was my fault when I was overextending uh, the reach that I have when I yeah. was in the shower. 
And that I actually kind of popped out my hip. Kat, Kat there was a woman uh, a few years ago, three or four years ago, yeah. probably at least. And we were talking about you. And yeah. we were talking about how you have these incredible encounters with God. You literally go to heaven and yeah. you see the Lord. Uh, however you see him high and lifted up or on a stump or in your prayer, in a prayer garden or whatever you see him. And, and we were talking to her and, he, and she said to us, and I'm paraphrasing from memory. She goes, I can do that too. I see him all the time. I can go anytime I want to heaven. And, and, and a puzzlement came over my face. And, and yeah. I, and I said, you can do it all the time, but, but she had inferred that she doesn't go all the time but she can and i said well what do you mean you can go anytime you want and yet you don't how why would you not do that if you could do that she said and her her paraphrase response was something like this i don't know i just get busy or i get lazy or i don't do that and and i'm thinking oh man that's very instructive to me because it means that no matter how profound of an experience you can have you can get lazy and not go for it with God. What would you say about that? Talk I about can't that. answer her question, Steve, because that's not me. <laughs> I, I I can't answer what she said because that's not how I feel about it. Okay. And there is no reason why I wouldn't. If I was invited or he was wanting to take me somewhere, there's no way I would not go. Yeah. Um, not go with him. And well, so it what, sounds like she had a choice. Whereas you go when you go when you go, you just go. And it sounds like she has a choice to go and just sometimes decides, decided it really, she wasn't up for it right now or something. Yeah, I well, could, that I definitely cannot answer. Okay. I can answer questions and things that happened to me personally. Sure. But I can't give answers about other people's lives. Um, well, so let me ask it this way then. Let me drill down a bit. Does it make sense to you that some people could be in that place where they have the ability and anointing, but they choose not to? I would say it doesn't make sense to me at all. Okay. <laughs> I think anytime you can have encounters like that or be with him, uh, it's worth everything to get to do that. Yeah, because I feel like someone's listening right now. And they're going, you know, that's me. I can go, I've gone many, many times, but sometimes I'm just not in a mood to press in. I just feel like there's people like that. Now, yeah, and I'm I, not criticizing that. I just think yeah. people exist like that. They just think, I don't know if I'm up for pressing in like that. I don't know. I press in for almost everything I get. Yeah. Okay. Having known and been trained and uh, know his heart and know what he has for all of us. Um, one of my assignments is from Jesus Christ, and that is to help reveal the Father. Yeah. And uh, so the Father asked me to reveal heaven. Jesus yeah. asked me to reveal the Father. So those are my two main things I do, and I love both of them. Yeah. So so and it does exude from you, if I may say so. Okay, Aiden, age nine, is asking this. Can, can I pick my house, what it looks like in heaven? Uh, and he wants to know if he can pick it. Can he also remodel it? Which is an odd question because I think, why would you want to remodel it? If I don't know. That would have to be his decision, I guess. And um, I know I would not want to remodel mine, although I've never been to mine. 
Uh, I would want it to be exactly the way the father made it for me, but you, yeah. know, you never know with kids. You don't know what kids are going to be thinking. And I'm sure if there's some way it can be done, then he might be able to work it out with the father. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Streams and the Elijah Streams podcast possible. Head to ElijahStreams.com slash give. Now, back to the show. And can he, so his question is, can he pick what it looks like? I think it's already done before you get there. It's okay. I mean, they start working on your home long before you arrive there. I know I've seen people's homes in process that were alive on the earth, and it was years and years and years before they arrived and, and made it to heaven. So I don't know. That would have to be between them. So that one I probably can't answer fully. Okay. Okay. Uh, Melissa's asking this. She says, I've heard you say that the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit can step in and out of each other at will. Does this mean that there are times that I have the Trinity in me? And if so, is it for a special occasion? So I understand the question. Can She's asking, can they, are they really, can they really all be in me at the same time? And is there a special reason why they would do that on a special occasion? I, I don't know why they probably couldn't be. Um, I know normally when I've seen them do that, it was before the throne. Yeah. I was caught up before the throne in heaven and shown what it meant to be the three in one. That's what he was showing me. What is the three in one? Because a lot of people don't understand that terminology. And that's when I was shown that there was the father on one. The father was there sitting on the throne. There was Christ. There was Holy Spirit. And that's when they got up one at a time and stepped inside. Really? inside the father and the father actually said we are the three in one wow and that's what that means yes they have the ability to step inside of each other if that is what they desire and well, I mean, father, jesus talks about when he says father me and you and you and me so there it is again even in the word that they have the ability to step inside of each other like that and it's not like I know people have a, an, an issue or a tr- maybe trouble picturing that. How do they stand inside yeah, of each other? Right. A spiritual being has no limit to their size on the inside. And we're talking about people who don't have, like, the father is all spirit. He's all spiritual being, but he has a real body, an actual body. And, uh, and we all lived in him before we were on this earth. That's where we were. And that's where we learned about the stones of fire. That's where we learned that that's we learned that he was our father uh, when we when we lived inside the father and we played in the, the streams of the river that ran in him and we would jump on the stones of fire around him and we lived. This is what we did when you were a little thing. You lived inside the father before you had your earthly body. You would ride out in and out of him on the rays of the rainbow that came from crazy. And so I met a guy. That was what you did. That's who you lived with. You were there all the time in the father. I met a guy in Australia. And I think he, he wrote a book. It is called, I believe it's called Quantum Glory. He, he was really exploring the quantum physics uh, of God. And he, and he was totally sold out to the Lord. And I was asking him, I said, well, how could it be that we are filled with the spirit? We have the spirit. Our body is the temple of the Spirit, and yet we are seated with Christ. Uh, how could that be? And he said, um, again, paraphrase from memory, because this is like seven years ago. He said, we do not know the size or the dimensions or the boundaries 
of the spirit that's in us. In other words, he was inferring that if I'm filled with the spirit, that doesn't mean that my spirit that I'm filled with wouldn't go all the way up to heaven or something. That was what I took. What 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 is your thoughts about that? I I think a lot of people have issues trying to even imagine what some of those things look like, how how that would operate with them, what would that mean for them. Yeah. I think that's why it's important to have revelation that comes from the heart of the Father. Yeah. I think that is the one sure way to begin at least to understand. And that is the Father's heart is for us to know where we came from, uh, what kind of life we had before he sent us to this earth to have a body. And probably, like I say, some people stuff I can answer, some people I'm not in their mind, or yeah. I don't even understand what their own mind means. Yeah. So that's yeah. why he has me answer stuff that whatever he's shown me, and I've had a part of, I've been there, he's told me in person, I understand him fully. Those are the things that I can answer. Those yeah. things I makes sense. Makes sense. All right. Rosemary is asking this. I know that we need to test angels when they show up, but what if it's Jesus that shows up? Interesting question. I mean, or someone that says they're Jesus, I guess. I would say you should test him anyway. Uh, it says test every spirit. That means anything that's a spiritual being, you need to test them to make sure that they're not trying to pretend to be something they're not. And I do sometimes just because I want to. Yeah. I'll say, I will just say, are you of the spirit of the most high God who sent his son to die for the sins of this world? That's actually the question you are supposed to ask. And if it is one of them, they they will say, yes, it is I. That's what they say. The father will say that to me. And if they say nothing at all, then they will usually disappear because it isn't. You know, uh, Kat, I had, uh, this was years ago, I had, uh, I was actually bedridden, semi-bedridden at the time, but I was up, okay. And we had an invasion of skunks under the house. And you can't go under a house and get a skunk because obviously you can't go under. And so, and he said, in the state of Oregon, I can't even uh, kill them because there's a law against killing Blah, blah. And I thought, why would there be a law against that? But anyway, the bottom line is he was up there and we began to talk about spiritual things. We were outside and we were talking about the Lord. And I don't know how we got into it and about Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he said to me, listen to this. He goes, he goes, uh, well, let me ask you a question, Steve. If the Holy Spirit were standing right here talking to you, would you recognize him? <laughs> he literally said that. And I, I don't even know what to do with that. And all I knew to say is, oh, I don't know. You know, so I don't know. What's your thoughts about that? Well, it depends on if you have seen uh, some of the parts of his image. There's fire that swirls around him. The Even the, the some of the colors of the rainbow will flow in and out of Holy Spirit. He comes in and out of fiery portals all the time. Uh, he has an oil that he brings with him sometimes, the oil of the Holy Spirit. So I think it would depend on if you had encounters with him. Uh, and yes, he is uh, mostly invisible, but you will see a manifestation of his presence being there many times. And if you've seen that, then you could probably give some sort of description. I know people who also have seen the Holy Spirit many times and his whole outline was done in fire. I've seen oh. that image before. So oh. I think depending on what you had seen, that could give you a way to answer that. Wow. 
Well, all right. Let's see. I V E T E E T A. Iveta or Iveta. It says in heaven, people understand the thoughts of each other of others without speaking. Do our loved ones understand our thoughts when they look down at us from the portal, or do they only hear what we speak? Interesting question. I've never heard that one. Um, of course, again, I can only answer what I have. Yeah. If I've been there, and if I've been in heaven and I've looked down from the portal, I usually would hear what people were saying. If I was there visiting, if I was caught up in to visit, then I would hear what they were saying. So I don't know that um, in heaven a lot of people speak by their thoughts, by the way. They do also use their tongue and they do speak uh, like in person. They do that also. And so I know there is a way in heaven to understand the thoughts of people uh, down here on the earth, only if the Father would allow me to hear or understand people's thoughts. Did I here on the earth understand those thoughts? Well, that leads me to what you just, you just kind of said it, but I want to drill down a bit. Um, you're a seer, and a seer often is a feeler and a sensor and a hearer. So you've got all of the gifts. Um, are there times then that, when it's the Lord's will, you're walking around and you hear, let's say someone has evil intentions and you hear their thoughts of their evil intentions and what they plan to do when no one's looking. Does that happen with you, Kat? Do you sometimes hear uh, people's intentions? It does sometimes. It depends on if the Father wants me to know what they're thinking. Yeah. And then I can take authority over it. So yeah, what, what do you do? What do you do and how do you take authority? Because I know there's people watching who have that same anointing and gift. They can hear other people's thoughts from time to time when God wants them to. Yeah. How do they take authority? What do they do? I would just words? take authority over all the power of the enemy operating in them to do some harm to people or to do things that weren't right or weren't just. And I would just take authority over it and command the host of heaven to come and pull down those strongholds. Okay. You just end it right there. You just, whatever they were planning, you end it. If he allowed me to hear it, there was a reason why he wanted me That's to hear really it. That's really good right there. And I have to deal with it. Okay. <laughs> That's really, really good because you said, if he allowed me to hear it, he wants me to do something about That's it. Right. That's right. Walk, walk into the mall, sometimes that has happened several times. And I always took authority over it when that happened. That's really, really good. Well, I saw a movie once where um, the you know it wasn't a Christian movie, but where the the guy was hearing the evil intent of all these people, and I thought, boy, in a Christian environment, what would that be like if a believer could walk around and hear all of these evil intents? He would stop these things from happening. Yeah. You know, or, they should absolutely take authority over it. Well, okay. All right, Richard and Amy ask this question. How many, as if you would know this, I'm sorry, I don't mean to pre-answer this. How many archangels are there in heaven? We've only heard of Gabriel and Michael. So, I mean, I don't know how you would know how many, but what, what would you answer with that? I know of the normal ones that people do. There's a people who say they know other ones. You know, I probably don't know necessarily of them. There's so many. Uh, of the army of heaven, there's so many of um, Gabriel's group. The Gabriel's group is which I call the helper angels. Uh, most of Gabriel's, by the way, look like humans, but they're not. 
they're still angels. Most of Michael's look like warring um, creatures because that's what most of those are. They're very, very powerful beings and uh, they have different reasons why they're assigned to Michael or to Gabriel. And uh, I've, I've seen quite a few different ones, but, but as far as how many archangels, I can't, I can't answer that question. Uh, Kat, do you happen to know if, if Gabriel's that look like humans, uh, do you happen to know, do they look like humans because that's their task to go mingle with humans and give them messages? I would or? have to say absolutely yes. That is probably exactly why. Okay, cool. All right. Uh, this is a different Amy. I said Amy a minute ago. Amy asked, what does Kat see in the spirit during uh, healings? This is a very common thing. People always want to know when something's happening, what do you see? So this is one of those, Kat. What does Kat see in the spirit during healing? Do you see a person already healed or do you see demons causing sickness or infirmity? What do you see if, if God shows you? If it's in the midst of a healing service, like in a church, yeah. What I normally see is a staircase coming down from heaven. Really? And, yeah, and they're they're carrying gift boxes, the angels carrying gift boxes, and they'll walk through the people and leave the part, the body part they needed on the inside of them when they walk out, it's no longer in the hand of the angel. I've seen that. So that begs the question that I've had many, many times, and that is, can I pray in the name of Jesus? for the Lord to send angels with body parts that I need from the body parts warehouse. Can I pray that? I think you can pray just about anything you want to pray, Steve. I can't answer, or I couldn't answer what would happen. Yeah. But certainly, we all have the right to healing. The Bible says that. That's why Christ died. That's why his stripes, you know, because of his stripes were healed, because of his blood were healed. And I would tell people, never let anything stop you. Ask to ask for healing, especially. But they had had a worship service going probably for hours and hours. And all of a sudden, our pastor said, "Begin, step, stand up and begin to shout out, if you need healing, what body parts you need. He actually was given instruction. Wow. And after doing that for a while, there was this loud crack. And that's when the staircase came down from heaven and they were carrying these boxes. I do know that when body parts are sent, they are put in a gift box and sent from heaven that way. Really? Yeah, and there was somebody uh, who was yelling out. I could hear what they were yelling out and wanted. And somebody got a new heart. Somebody got a new I saw this angel come down. And he had a human beating heart in a box. And this man cried out, I need a heart. And he walked to that man. And a couple of nights later, they had testimony night. And that man stood up and said, I have a brand new heart. Wow. You know, that there, there's a scripture, Kat. I may not have this exact, but I think it's pretty close. Uh, there's a scripture that says, if we know he hears us, and, and I know God hears us, then we then we know we have the petitions. Do you know what I'm talking about? Do you know what that passage is? Mm -hmm. Can you clarify that? If we know he hears us, then we know we have the petitions. I mean, that... Sounds like to me that if you ask God and you know he hears us, that his answer is yes, but it may, it's not always yes. So what, what would you say about that? I would say, I don't know, because I don't know all of that stuff, of course. Yeah. I do know that scripture is a powerful scripture. And I think that's one of the reasons why you should not stop asking for it. I'm not Keep saying asking. you have to ask over and over and over again. I'm not saying that. 
I'm just saying, if we know he hears us, why would we not believe that we have what we have asked him for? That is his heart to give it to us. Yeah. I can't say it would be immediately for sure. I know that myself. I know that doesn't mean it might, might not be immediately, but that does mean that eventually, whenever that is, and I can't answer that question, yeah. either, that means that his purpose is, that's why it was provided, is for you to have the answers of the things you have asked for. Can I ask you, now this is personal, but you just said you, you did it to yourself, you didn't take care of your back, uh, and then you overextended, and then it's hurt, and it's been a few weeks at it. Can you tell people how do you pray during that time when it's not manifesting, when the healing is not yet manifested? What do your prayers sound like, Kat? If my, thing, my, my thing, my, mine are beginning to manifest. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've never had any problem bending over, picking stuff up, walking up, none of that stuff was interfered with. Okay. Uh, I was maybe a little bit slower doing it. Okay. But I immediately started praying for full recovery. That's what I wanted. I wanted full recovery. Uh, there'd be nothing in, in me, a uh, temporary in any way whatsoever that would hinder me or hinder what God had for me. I immediately started praying. First of all, okay. I said I was sorry for not sending the host that day. I'm okay. Sure very happy about me. Uh, because that's what I do. That's what I had decided to do in my life. But I started praying immediately to have results. So I've had amazing results. Even the doctor saying I'm, I'm having amazing results. So I have a couple that I go and see. I have a chiropractor every now and then I get to go and see. And, and then my family doctor, you know, sure. um, I'm not really taking medication for anything right now. Yeah. I don't have to have medication to help me. I don't. So I have been seeing some amazing results. I just didn't think my energy level um, would be up to par for going to Israel. I sure didn't want to slow down. And I can tell people, make sure you're in good shape. Yeah. <laughs> make yeah. sure you have a lot of activity. Like most of your transportation is like dealt, is, is just riding buses from different places and going into the different things to see stuff. Yeah. But I even was not in the best of shape when I went the first time. Yeah. Uh, and it was a, it was that was a challenge for me. So that was my reason for saying, I think I would rather have Robin and Lady Robin go. Well, sure. Well, sure. Uh, all right. One more question. I know we've gone over an hour and we were going to keep it a little short for you, but uh, Lisa is asking this. She says, I would like to know more about prophetic smells. Is there such a thing? I smell smoke at times when there's no reason for it. I don't really do smells. Okay, well, let me answer this one then, okay, because I do from time to time. I was by, and this is a story, this is a true story. A few years ago, I went uh, back by the back door, and I smelled like sulfur, like a sulfur-burning smell. Yeah. And I thought, what is that? And I called my friend, Paul Cox, who, 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 who gets that, and he gets it over the phone. So I wow. said, Paul, Paul, I'm going to walk to the house and I'm not going to tell you where I'm walking and I want you to tell me what's going on. And I walked around and then I walked by the back door without telling him. And he said, stop. And I, and I go, okay. He goes, where are you? I said, I'm by the back door 
where I smelled sulfur. He says, well, tell that thing to get out of there. It's, yeah. uh, it's always, his, his instruction was always the same thing, tell it to leave. So yeah. he tells, if you smell something that's bad, tell yeah. it to leave. Is that an okay instruction? I would say absolutely yes. So good. That was a <laughs> that was a Steve that was a st Steve answer to a cat question. So cat, tell people what they can get at revealingheaven.com as we close out here. Revealingheaven.com is uh, one of our major website, and it is where you find out about who we are and what we do. And uh, it's also where our store is, which is about to be upgraded majorly with all kinds of wow. stuff. Um, and also, it's uh, I think you can hear testimonies there and see other things there. We're about to, like I said, we're doing major changes to both websites. Um, and the other one, which is catcur.com. Is that right, Jen? Yeah. Okay. Catcur.com. That is what I call a spiritual platform for God to say whatever he wants to say, whenever he wants to say it. It's also the only place that you can give to us, um, uh, you know, online. We don't have a lot of places. We have purpose to that to protect people from their information being taken or used or abused. Yeah. We want that to happen. And uh, we still have a lot of plans to do things uh, with and for our guardian zone. Those are the people who give on a, a continual basis. I think if you go there, you can find out about that too. If you go to catcur.com and click on the treasury, which is what we call the place where you can give. Uh, we so greatly appreciate all that people have done. And those who have prayed, your prayers are powerful. Okay. I love your prayers. I love your prayers. I love your cards. I love all the stuff that you've sent to me. They're all treasures to me. I saved every one of them. I know it sounds wild and crazy, but I did. Boxes. You bless the heart of those who do give, not just yeah. me, but give to Steve and give to those who are speaking the truth, the prophets who are making a stand and not stepping back, God. In these days, we need to hear your voice. We need to know yes, what your plans are. And so I thank you, Father. Right now, I just release the healing yes, power into everyone who has a need for healing, especially since I'm receiving it. Yeah. I can impart, Father, right now, just impart the healing power of Jesus Christ into your body, fully recovering in Jesus' name. Nothing lacking. The life of the living Savior flowing through your body right now. I thank you for that, Father. I thank you for the evidence of it happening. I thank you for the joy and celebration of people receiving it right now. And I say amen and amen, amen. to all of you. Amen. Amen. Kat, thank you so much. Uh, give our love to, you know, we know Jen and Margaret. I don't know all of the other staff, but we know Jen and Margaret give our love to them. And Bing, Captain Bing, you know, uh, we love him as well. And his dad jokes, they're horrible, but they're so funny. <laughs> they're so funny. You know, so we, we miss Bing, you know, me, uh, Captain Bing. So anyway, it was snowing a, m a minute ago, so I, that, yeah. Yeah, that was a good sign. So anyway. So much time in storage. We have something like, I don't know, 14 storages. I mean, we really have that money to store all the stuff we need for all the offices, the stuff that wow. we store for our homes. And that's where he spends most of his life in there going to look for something to bring to us. And they're about to go in there and measure furniture and stuff that we'll need for our new offices. 
And so that man has never been kept so busy in his whole life. Poor guy. He needs poor, a fishing day. Poor Captain Bing. Uh, you know, he's he's an amazing guy, you know, and he's yes, actually, he he's quite the leader. I saw one day we did, we taped in the studio with you and yes. uh, he had a call that was waiting and, uh, and you can get to talking like all of us. And he walked into that studio. He grabbed you by the arm and he pulled you out of the room and took you to that call. I, you know, I don't know if he does that all the time, but I thought when Captain Bing needs to get Cat somewhere, she gets Every there. Every now and then, he is a task man. I can tell you what, we are so opposite. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's very hilarious. And well, he so loves fishing. He loves fishing. You hate the smell of it, if I if I recall right. I do not like fish, and he loves fish. Isn't that God, that's God's humor? So, well, Kat, thank you so much. God bless you. Is very very anointed today. We appreciate you yeah. and love you and endorse you and love all that God is doing with you. So, give uh, give our love to your staff and and Captain Bing, and we will see you all again. Let's see. Tomorrow is Donay uh, Clement Petruska, so do not miss Donay. She has a lot of revelation from Kim Clement. So we will see you all again tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Love you. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.